This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Kaylee Neal, CFO of Shenandoah Medical Center in Shenandoah, Iowa. Kaylee, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, before we jump into the questions, could you please tell us a little bit more about your background and points of pride at Shenandoah Medical Center? Absolutely. I started my career at the Gallup organization. Um, I was a domestic controller there for um, Saudi Arabia, Colombia, and Mexico. Gallup's research is all based on strengths rather than weaknesses. Um, They really focus on a culture of engagement, and I really developed a passion for leadership. I went to Yahoo in my career next, where I worked on their accounting and reporting team for four years. Yahoo also followed the culture that Gallup had established with engagement. They had tons of employee benefits and perks and social hours, and it, it was a really cool culture. I then moved back to my hometown um, in Clarinda, Iowa, and worked for a manufacturing company for a few months, and um, eventually came to a local hospital um, where I started out as a controller and eventually moved up to the CFO. When I first started, the culture was bad, but we're working to really change it. So one of the points of pride I have is the changes that we've made in our culture. We had a 56% um, success rate where employees stated that they would recommend SMC as a great place to work, and that number has since improved and remained in the 90s over the past three years. We're really focused on establishing that culture of engagement. Um, Another point of pride is our financial success. Um, We had a system conversion shortly before I began, which created some devastational financials, and we've really worked as an organization to create a strong financial structure. Um, In 2020, we set cash, revenue, and clean claim records despite being in a COVID pandemic. I'm also very proud of our community involvement. Um, This being my local community, I'm very passionate about the people and, and the schools And so having um, a CEO who is very established and wanting to build a good reputation is definitely a a pride factor for me as well. Well, fantastic. It sounds like you've made some great progress there in terms of the culture and then everything else you mentioned, you know, with the financials and, and meeting other goals in 2020, despite the pandemic is extremely impressive. Now, how are you thinking about growth over the next one to three years? Being in a rural area, it's really difficult to grow um, hospital volumes, especially as healthcare is seems to be increasing in cost. Um, growth pillar is something on our strategic plan that hasn't improved at the signi- significant pace as our other pillars. Um, we're really de- talking as an executive team and trying to focus on areas that our community needs and that will also benefit the financials. Some of the areas that we're currently exploring is our skilled care, um, radiation oncology is a need in our area, and also just preventative care. As healthcare moves more to the preventative side of things, we're working really closely with our ACOs to develop a, a plan which will also help with our growth. Got it, that makes sense. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? I'm really excited about all of the progress that we've made as an organization, Um, being here through the financial devastation, through, you know, having a bad community reputation and seeing it start to change and evolve has been extremely rewarding, but also I have so much pride and commitment to this organization. So I'm really excited to continue to see that progress and hit those stretch goals that we're trying to aim for. And just the overall turnaround and energy in the organization is 
is really fun. Um, what I'm nervous about would just be the financial impacts. Um, when they privatize Medicaid, it costs our organization over a million dollars. So kind of always looking to see what, what's out there and what's changing. Some of the things that um, we've been really focused on are, um, you know, there there's a lot of conversation around capping RHCs. So that's something I've been following. And also there's been some recent conversation about um, 340 drug discounts being eliminated, which would also cost us quite a bit of money. So just always looking towards that and planning for the next big thing so that we are financially stable. Thank you so much for going through some of those issues with us. Now, I wanted to ask you about leadership. What are your top three pieces of advice for aspiring leaders today? I think the biggest one is to communicate clearly. I coach my leaders to always control the narrative. When you're going through a large organizational shift or any kind of challenge, um, being transparent helps control the narrative. And it also, it eliminates the fear factor, but it also eliminates some of the chatter that can develop when people are, are scared or nervous about change. Um, another area that I would strongly encourage leaders to do is have conversations regularly with their employees. Here at Chandel Medical Center, we do monthly roundings where we actually will sit down with all of our staff and talk through any wins, barriers. I use this as an opportunity to set goals to help achieve that strategic plan that I mentioned. Um, and also just to remember that we have a huge footprint in our organization Leaders are looking to, or leaders or staff are looking to us for motivation and inspiration. Um, we truly are a role model. So being drama stoppers, um, developing positivity is a skill set. So working to develop that skill set would be really rewarding as a leader and always looking for ways to impact the culture in a positive way. Um, barriers, concerns, frustrations always you know, they occur and, and we need to talk through them. So I always encourage uh, my staff to bring those to me to vent up instead of across or down to help control, you know, that culture of positivity. But yet, you know, you can still have those conversations to work through barriers or, you know, negative perceptions at times. Interesting. Yeah, I, I really like that that concept in terms of being positive and making that part of your skill set and then venting up instead of across or, or down. I think that is really important and all types of organizations being able to have a team that does that in a culture that, you know, really um, prizes those types of things. I also think, you know, when you're talking about communicating clearly, it can be so important, especially when you're going through large periods of change. So, Kaylee, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.